Hey friend, are you struggling to find consistent paid speaking gigs? Do you want to know the exact six steps that you can take to find and book more paid speaking opportunities in 2024? Well, we want to make that easy for you. We've created a new free resource with the help of Dan Irvin, one of our highly successful speakers on our team. Dan has booked over $100,000 in paid speaking gigs in the last few years, and his six-step process is going to help you maximize your chances of getting booked and paid to speak in any industry. You're going to learn how to get started prospecting, master discovery calls, and proposal emails and so much more. All you got to do is go to thespeakerlab.com slash steps and we're going to send you this 18-page guide straight to your inbox. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash steps and you're going to get that free guide. Hey, thanks for listening. You're awesome. Hey, hey, what's up, friends? Grant Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Hope you're doing well. Hope you are having a great day wherever you are at in the world. We do appreciate you being with us. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We don't want you to miss out on a single episode because right now we are in the thick of an eight-part coaching series with Brian Elaine. We are here on part six of this eight-part series. We are nearing the finish line here with uh, with Brian, and I think you're I think you're really going to enjoy today's episode. He he did a good job on his homework. He got some stuff done. Uh, and but basically, if you haven't already, definitely go back and listen to the previous five episodes in this series. But Brian came to us and said, "Hey, I I want to be a speaker. What do I need to do?" And so we've been letting you kind of listen behind the curtain here uh, on these coaching calls, or giving him some next steps, some action items, some homework, and he's been following through. So. We are getting in closer and closer to the finish line. So you definitely want to stay tuned to see how this turns out and how this plays out in the coming weeks. Now, if you would like uh, the Speaker Labs, our team's help for you in building your speaking business, then you definitely want to go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash apply. There you can schedule a one-on-one strategy session with our team. That way we can uh, we can learn more about you. We'd love to have a conversation and hear what you're, what you're up to, what your speaking goals are, and how we can best serve and support you as well. So again, you can go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply to uh, schedule that call. All right, let's get to today's conversation, part six with Brian Elaine. Enjoy. Hey, what's up, friends? Graham Baldwin here. Welcome back to the Speaker Lab podcast. Today, joined once again by Mr. Brian Elaine. We are here on part six of his journey towards uh, finding and booking speaking gigs. So if you've been listening all along, uh, then thanks for making the journey with us. It's been a lot of fun. I know this has been uh, a little stressful for Brian at times, but you're hanging in there. You're doing yep. good. You're making progress. One of the things we were talking about literally right before we started recording here is at the beginning of this whole journey, which seems like an eternity ago, but was literally just a couple months ago. Uh, one of the things we had talked about is like, this is hard work. And so wh- what did you say to me right before we started recording here? Yeah, it's it was the work I had to do before this episode is similar to work I had to do before other episodes in that it was not hard work. It was at times tedious and and not maybe the most fun thing to do. But if I just sat down to do it, it wasn't that difficult. And yet, had I not had this podcast to record, uh, there's a chance I could have put it off till next week or till the week after. Right. So uh, for me, it was good to have this on the calendar. And it's a good reminder that if I just sit down to do the work, uh, that's the only way to get it done. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's simple, but it's not easy. And that's one thing we talk a lot about is that uh, it's same like, you know, if you wanted to, to lose weight, uh, going to the gym uh, is maybe harder than the actual workout itself. Cause I got to get up. I, I got to, it may be cold outside or I'd rather sleep in or whatever. Um, but once you just sit down and just, just do the work, it's simple, but it's not easy. So, um, kudos to you. So last time we had talked, let me pull it up here. We, uh, at the time you'd finished your website 
you created a list of 25 speaking gigs. You got a little stuck on the demo video. We'll come back to that. Um, but then you also had a potential work opportunity that came up in the golf industry. Um, and then you've, your homework was to finish the demo video and contact those 25 potential gigs. So uh, it's been a couple weeks in, uh, in real life uh, mm -hmm. since we last talked and recorded. Catch us up. What has happened in, the, in that time? Yeah. And it, when you say a couple of weeks, literally, I think it has been two weeks, which I think is important to note because I feel like I've had a productive two weeks. And maybe for those listening who are wondering how much you can get done in two weeks, I actually am proud to say I did my homework. I mm -hmm. sent out all those emails and I got my demo video done. I took my demo video from just an idea in my head to I actually have something on the website now in less than two weeks. Cool. Nice job. Uh, and so talk us through, let's start with the, the demo video. Uh, how did that, cause I remember again, you felt kind of stuck there and it's one of those parts where people can, uh, feel like it's way overcomplicated. You feel like I got to be in front of a big live audience. I got to have fancy camera set up. I got to have all these bells and whistles in order to make it work. You didn't have those. You had the time constraints. What did you end up doing? Yeah. The time constraints really pushed me to get it done. And I, during the process, I thought about something that a mutual friend of ours, John Acuff talks about as a noble obstacle. And that's when you set something up that seems very important to do, but ultimately it's just keeping you from actually getting done what needs to get done. And for yeah. me, it was, I have a friend who is good at video production and I kind of thought, well, surely I should involve him in this process. But that was just adding one layer of complexity and you and I had talked about this doesn't need to be perfect this doesn't need to be a home run it can just be like a solid double and so uh, I reached out to the folks at church hey can I use the stage can I use the lights and sound system and they said yes and right when I was about to bring in my buddy and find out his schedule I just was like you know what why don't I just do this myself I have yeah. a tripod I can stick the camera on there I can make it work and uh, so I did I, I didn't bring him in I decided I was going to do that I took my draft of my, uh, my talk that I had worked on and just pulled out like four or five little short paragraphs and thought, I'll just deliver these a couple times on camera. Uh, I'll bring a change of shirts in case I want to do that. I'll maybe change the an camera angle a couple times. Maybe I'll find a different room. I had about an hour, hour and a half to do it and uh, went in there and knocked it out. Um, nice. I ended up not changing shirts. I ended up not changing rooms. I did change angles using the stage. Uh, it did feel a little bit awkward talking to an empty room. <laughs> I was an empty room and my buddy was on the soundboard and another guy was kind of in and out. And here I'm talking about golf marketing and uh, <laughs> it felt a little weird. I, I definitely tripped over my words a couple times, which was a little embarrassing, but uh, nobody cared. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, I was able to pull enough clips that I was able to take it home and again, not send it to somebody to have it professionally done. iMovie is fairly easy for anyone yeah. to use and uh, kind of stumble my way through and figure that out as well. What did you do for a camera? Uh, use my iPhone. My Used your iPhone? Good old iPhone 8. And what did you use for recording the audio? I just used the, the microphone on the iPhone. Okay. Now I do have, I actually have a, uh, like a lapel mic that can plug into the phone mm -hmm. to get really crisp audio, but it would involve, it would have made the logistics harder. I would have had to run this long wire. And I just thought, you know what, for what this is going to be, I think it's fine. If, if people, people watching it, I don't think they're going to be watching it thinking, wait a second, this audio is not crisp. Why mm -hmm. isn't he, 
it's, you know, the mic, I think, picked up the sound good enough. And so I decided I was just going to do that. Yeah. And that's funny that you, you mentioned that because um, I like literally right before recording, I watched the video. Um, and to your point one, it you, you can't tell that it's an empty room. You don't see any of the audience, obviously, because nobody's there. But if you're just watching it, you're not looking to see the audience. You're looking to see you. Um, like you said, it's not some, you know, overly polished, overly professional thing. But we don't need that. This is version 1.0. And uh, you said, you know, I, I've got a friend who, uh, like really knows video production. It's like, it's not to say like you couldn't involve him, you know, three months, six months, uh, a week down the road if you wanted to, but at least at this point, it's not a barrier to keep you from starting to reach out to some potential people. Um, but as far as the audio goes, like I didn't, I assumed you had some type of, of microphone there. So, um, the important thing is like, you can hear it it's clear, it's crisp and it's not uh, something, it doesn't sound overly echoey. Um, and that's okay. the part that can be difficult when you're using the audio from the camera. But, um, yeah, having just watched it, I, I thought it sounded, it sounded fine. Okay. Yeah. And if you watch it again and you listen for the audio, because the camera is in two different spots for the two different shots that I got, you will notice when it switches yeah. the audio it just changes a little bit because you know, the microphone's now in a different spot, but I had to use iMovie. I had to re I did have to really jack up the sound level pretty much as far as I could. Yeah. You know, I had, I had to duck the background music track to make sure I got down real low and didn't interfere. Yeah. Um, but I think the finished product was decent. So you shot it yourself in an empty room using an iPhone. You edit it yourself using iMovie, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, are you uh, a video editing <laughs> wizard, video production guy? No, I have, I've put together a couple iMovie things before, you know, um, maybe five or six things, yeah. random little projects here and there for the family or whatnot. But um, I did it for free, except for I did pay $5 for a for the jingle music in the background. Yeah. I knew I knew the video would be around three minutes and most of the things in the iMovie library were not three minutes. Mm -hmm. And then just dealing with, you know, putting a clip and then another clip up to it and yep. having it be seamless. I was like, yep. you know what, can I avoid this and just buy a $5 jingle? And so I went on Audio Jungle maybe or just some site and I yeah. bought it and it was super easy. So. All right, so now that you have it, how do you feel about the finished product? I feel great. I mean, I know it's not a home run, but it is a, I feel like it's a solid double. I feel like it shows that I'm capable of speaking on stage and it shows my excitement and passion for golf. Um, and as we'll get to maybe in a minute, uh, I've already got some good feedback on it. So that helped me feel good as well. Okay. Let's talk about that. What kind of feedback did you get? Where'd you get it? Who gave it to you? Give us that. Um, my wife. No, I'm kidding. Uh, well, she, she did watch it and said she liked it, but she, but she has to. So, um, she's biased, but yes. nonetheless. Uh, so I did send out my emails and I've started getting responses back. And, uh, one person in particular mentioned the video. Um, and I actually haven't responded. I have three responses and I haven't responded to any of these yet. So I'd love to like go over these responses with you and, get some feedback from you on what okay. the best way to respond is. So let's back up for a second. So you, you'd already, um, you'd already looked up the, and made a list of your 25 contacts there. Mm -hmm. Um, which again, like we talked about in the previous episode, wasn't overly difficult, just takes time. Um, and were any of these people that you had, you've had any previous relationship with or contact with or connection with? Uh, two people on the list are okay. people that are kind of local. And so I know them, but that's great. It. Okay, cool. Um, Okay. So then you reach out. What did you, what did you say in these initial emails? 
Um, the emails obviously were slightly tweaked. Well, maybe not obviously, but I did slightly tweak them depending on who it was going to. Yep. Uh, some of them were going to golf course owner organizations that had events coming up. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like my marketing talk is perfect for them. Uh, some of them were going to golf course superintendent organizations, okay. the folks who take care of the grass. And I feel like my talk wasn't quite as relevant to them. Um, but I still wanted to reach out to them and mm -hmm. say, Hey, here's what I do. It may not be a hundred percent relevant, but I do think I can tailor my talk to your audience. And also if you have anybody, you know, who's looking for somebody in this space, uh, I'd love for you to share my name with them. Uh, and I mean, that's pretty much it. Most of it was, uh, either golf course owners or like golf business conferences or superintendents. And my pitch was tweaked a little bit, but basically saying, um, Either I saw that you just had your event recently, or I see that your event is about to be coming up. Um, if it was in the past, I say, I hope it went well. If it's kind of in the future, I say, uh, looks like your agenda looks pretty full, but if there are any spots open, uh, I'd love to fill in. And if not, um, I'd love to get on your radar for the next time you're doing this. I don't know when you start booking speakers for the next event, but I'd love for you to keep me in mind. And for some of them, I was able to throw in a little personal thing, uh, for instance, when I wrote to the New England Golf Course Owners Association, I was able to throw in there, hey, I was born and raised in New England, still yep. visit Massachusetts a couple times a year to visit my parents. Uh, so I looked for little little things like that. Yeah, any type of personal connection that you can make like that. Because uh, like one of the things we, we talked about was um, people can, anybody um, can tell the difference between an email that was sent to them versus one that was sent to them plus hundreds of other people. Uh, and so even just some subtle little things there can, can really make a big difference. So you email all of them. Uh, we were recording this on a Tuesday for context. When did you email all of them? Um, I emailed a handful of them on Friday. Okay. Whatever that was four days ago. And then, uh, maybe 10 more yesterday. Okay. Monday. On Monday. And then the rest of them today, this morning. Okay. Gotcha. The emails, even though they were typically the same, a few tweaks to make them slightly customized. Uh, how long did that take you? Um, three hours, maybe. Okay, cool. Um, and again, it would be much simpler just to uh, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, BCC everyone, one email, send it out. I'm done, but yeah. nobody's going to, people can immediately sniff through that uh, and you, you don't want to do that. So uh, you send all these emails out. You've got three responses so far. Uh, let's talk through those three. Okay. So the first response I got was uh, the shortest. It was very curt and the guy's name was also Kurt. So I just wanted <laughs> to throw that pun in there. Um, so he got back to me and said, thank you, Brian, with my name spelled wrong, which I immediately took great offense to. Uh, no, I didn't. He said, thank you, Brian, but our program is entirely set for the year. And that's it. Okay. Now, in my, in my email, I did say to him, hey, if nothing else, I'd love for you to keep me in mind for your conference next year. Yeah. He didn't respond to that. He just said, thank you, Brian. Our program is entirely set for this year. Cool. Um, so uh, what would you do in that situation? <laughs> um, I will pro if it was up to me, I would probably respond and say, uh, that's great. I'm sure you're going to have an awesome thing. And, uh, you know, I don't know when you start putting together speaker lists for next year, but definitely keep me in mind. Or maybe I'd say, maybe I'd ask him more directly. When do you start putting to get, putting together your list for your next event? Can I shoot you an email 
when that is to get back on your radar or something like that. Okay. So those two variations are basically the same thing. First version is, um, oh, I don't know when you start reviewing speakers for next year, but I hope you think of me versus number two. Um, whenever you start reviewing speakers, um, do you mind me asking when that is? And is it okay if I follow up with you then? What's the difference between those two? The goal, the, 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 um, you're, you're essentially asking the same thing. Yeah. Um, but in the second one, I am more directly putting the ball in his court with a question that I'm asking for a specific answer to. And I'm also telling him, this is why I want to know this because then I will follow up with you. Yep. And, and essentially I'll take something off your plate in the future by taking responsibility for reaching out to you when the time comes. Exactly. So to that point, if you just said, Hey, whenever you start reviewing for next year, think of me, there's nothing for him to reply to. There's nothing for him to respond to. There's no action for him to take. He's going to say, he's not going to reply anything. He's going <laughs> right. to delete it. He's going to forget. He's going to forget about you. But if you ask him, when do you, do you mind me asking when you start reviewing speakers for next year? And then would it be okay if I, if I touch base with you then most people are going to be sure because he's going to assume you're not going to do it. Uh, so again, like we've talked about when you do it, when he says, you know, start, yeah, feel free to check back with me in four months. Uh, and you say, sure, I'll, I'll look forward to talking with you then. And then you actually do it again. That sets a precedent and sets a tone of this is what it's like to hire me. This is what it's like to work with me. I'm going to follow through on what I said I was going to do. You, you didn't think I was going to follow up with you when we talked four months ago, but I'm doing it. I'm here now. Uh, and so again, that, that, goes a long, long way. Cause part of what they're hiring you for is to be on stage, to deliver a message. But part of what they're hiring you for is to be really good to work with. And so who you are off stage makes a huge, huge difference. So that again, kind of sets a tone of what it would be like. So that's exactly what I would do is I'd respond to him. Uh, awesome. I, you know, I hope this year's conference goes great. Do you mind me asking when you start reviewing speakers for next year? Okay. That's it. Um, because again, it's also really easy for him to reply to, because uh, he can reply in a curt one word answer. And mm -hmm. that's fine, you know, because it, it gives you something you can keep kind of ping ponging back and forth there. So I will do that. And I will in my little tracking spreadsheet that I'm doing, I will note that I sent him this follow up email. Uh, maybe we can talk about this later, maybe now, but if I never get a response from him on that, assuming that his event is about a year from today, uh, when is a good time to follow up with him if I never get that response back? So what I would probably do in this situation, um, because at this moment he has responded to you. So you've got, I'll, I'll be a, a small little one, a little bit of a conversation going. So now would be the time to try to nail that down. So what I might do is might send, um, uh, well, actually let me back up. When did, when did he reply? Um, I sent this Friday. He responded Saturday morning. Okay. Uh, and so we're recording this on a Tuesday. Um, ideally you respond immediately Yeah. as po as much as possible. So if you get it on Saturday and you can respond on Saturday, then respond on Saturday. Um, but if you need to wait till first thing Monday morning, then respond first thing Monday morning. Cause again, the longer the time passes, the more it's like, wait a minute, who is this? And what was this about? And now I need to kind of reread and get some context or this doesn't sound familiar. Or I vaguely forgot it or I slept since then. So I'm going to delete it. So if you, if he responds in an email and you email him back within, you know, an hour or two, again, that sets the tone of this is what it's like to work with me. So having said that, um, so any of the future emails that you get for okay. any of these responses. So as soon as we finish recording, all three of these respond, I have no idea what the other two are, but okay. we want to respond to them immediately. Okay. Uh, so with, um, with this one, what I do is I, I reply back, ask him, 
when he'll start reviewing speakers for the following year or for the following event. Uh, and then I would set myself like a, a one week follow-up. Um, and so again, you could do that via the spreadsheet. You could do that via, there's various kind of boomerang type tools that do that. Um, but I would follow up about a week from now. Uh, and with that one, then I would, um, this is probably where I would use that ball in your court email where I say something to the effect of, um, Hey, I was just circling back with you following up on our below conversation. And I always reply to the initial, never start a new email, just reply to the, the continued conversation, uh, and follow up with him asking, um, Hey, just want to, I, I, um, uh, wanted to, to bring this back up again, just seeing whenever you start reviewing speakers, I know you're busy. I don't want to be a pest. Um, so I'll leave the ball in your court, something like that. Okay. Um, because that typically triggers people to, oh yeah, I can give a quick reply. Right. Um, and it's yeah. just kind of, you're also letting him know, like, I, I want to be respectful. I want, I don't want to be a pain. I don't want to be annoying. Um, but that way again, it, it legit puts it back in, in their court. So that's what I would do with, uh, with him. Okay. Furiously taking notes over here. Um, okay. Yeah. And as I didn't respond to these people, I knew that I probably should, but I wanted to wait to talk to you for the sake of the podcast and I figured it would only be a few days. So it wouldn't be, but just know that my instinct was that okay. I should respond to these. Okay. As soon as we are done here, you need <laughs> yep. to email them. All right. And I, and I definitely will. Okay. So the second one that I got back, uh, which actually was the new England contact I mentioned earlier with mm -hmm. the little personal touch point. She said, hi, Brian, thank you for reaching out. I will hang on to your contact info in my potential speaker file and be in touch if an opportunity arises. I hate this reply. So I don't know if that's a, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Copy paste this from all the other ones I get or. Um, sure. So what I was, so, okay. So the initial email to her, were you, uh, what did that one say? That one said, I noticed your conference is coming up in a few weeks. I'm sure you have the agenda set, but in the event you have a speaker back out, have a presentation I could give. Um, if nothing, so I said I was at the Pennsylvania meeting a few weeks ago. It was fantastic. If nothing else, I'd love for you to keep me in mind for your conference next year. Okay. Um, so I think, I think in that scenario, you could at least ask her when she'll start reviewing speakers for next year. Um, okay. What I was, what I was curious on was if you ask about a specific event or if you ask just kind of, Hey, in general, if you need a speaker, let me know. Cause you don't want to do that. You want to ask for like something specific. Um, and so if you know, sounds like she's basically set for this year, which would be the case. You would assume so. Mm -hmm. um, then I would still go ahead and ask the same type of question of when she'll start reviewing speakers for next year. She said she's going to put you in there. Um, yeah. And so now you're just asking, cool. Just curious when you'll start reviewing that. Um, so yeah, I'd probably still respond that way. Yeah. I think that makes sense. Okay. Uh, and then the last one, was actually this was an interesting thing I had I didn't notice when I made my spreadsheet of contacts that um, two of the different conferences were actually run by the same guy okay um, one of them I think was North Carolina and one of them was a mid-atlantic and so I, I sent him the one for North Carolina okay and then I'm going down my list and I was like oh wait a second this is the same name for this other one so I wasn't sure if I should send something again and I decided you know what I'm going to so I sent him up another email, said, hey, uh, just realize you're the... Separate email or follow this or is a, forward this is a, from the original one? This is, um, this was a separate email. Well, okay. 
yeah, it was a separate email. I didn't, I didn't go into my sent mail and hit click reply or anything. I sent him a separate email eight minutes later okay. that said, Hey David, just realized you're also the executive director for this other region as well, which is awesome. Uh, by the way, do you know so-and-so? I believe he's the VP of this national organization. Um, I thought maybe he might know him if he had all these roles in golf. I said, I got mm-hmm. to meet with him recently. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, just wanted to let you know that I'm available as a speaking resource. If there's any way I can help, let me know. So this was like a much shorter email because it was my second one in 10 minutes. Yep. Um, and he responded um, actually within 20 minutes. This was yesterday. And he said, nice video. Thanks for sharing. I like your passion. Very natural. I will keep you in mind for our 2020 annual meetings, both of them, which will be in fall 2020. If some other opportunity pops up, I will let you know. That's fun. Yeah. So that's cool. Uh, Okay. So that scenario, I would, um, uh, and again, just to kind of like hammer at home, you email him, he emails you back 20 minutes later. If you email him again within a few minutes, like again, it's just kind of showing like I'm on the ball, I'm here, whatever you need, I got it. Um, and it just, it really sets that tone. So, um, so again, you're gonna email him as soon as we're done here. Absolutely. Uh, so for him, I would, I would do the same thing. I would just ask when they start reviewing speakers um, for, for 2020. Um, and that's fine, because it's also like, he liked your video, sound like he liked you. Um, it's always, it's tough to make a couple of those connections based on an email, but right. I mean, from that's sure is what it sounds like. Um, is that he, he liked it. He liked you. He was impressed. Uh, so I would, yeah, I'd probably ask the, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. So those will, those will be the first things I do when I hang up and hopefully I, I start getting some more as well. But when you asked earlier about feedback on the video, that was specifically, I made me feel good because, yep. um, and actually, that was one of the reasons I waited until just a few days ago to start sending the emails because I knew I had the appointment scheduled to go record them. I knew I could put it together in 24, mm-hmm. 48 hours. And I thought, well, if I can do that, I might as well wait and get the demo video up. And yeah, I was Made very happy to get that one. Yep. Okay, cool. So, um, so okay, let's talk about these three who all replied uh, but aren't looking for anyone currently. Okay, now that would be easy to be now discouraged. Like, ah, they've replied, but they they didn't. They ultimately, I didn't. I haven't got a booking from it, right? Um, how are you feeling up from that standpoint? They all replied, but they're not looking for someone today. I mean, all three of those. I was their their event. Their next event is coming up in like one to three weeks, and yeah. so. I kind of didn't have the expectation that there was going to be an opening there. In fact, um, I've only sent out 21 emails. I have three more emails to send out, but those folks, their events are happening this week. Okay. And so I just thought this is probably the worst week to send them something. Absolutely. Um, So maybe next week or the week after I will send those out to them. Um, But yeah, so I wasn't discouraged by any of those. There's a few, there's a few that are in December which is like a month or so from when we're talking now, I imagine they're all set and and other than an emergency, they're not going to need stuff. And then there's some in February in the spring that I'm a little more hopeful. Maybe they have room for me. Um, So yeah, I mean, I I don't, I don't feel discouraged at all. I mean, I, I do want to get that first gig book. That's the whole point of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I should be a little bit more discouraged, but I'm kind of hopeful that I'm going to get something back here positive soon. 
Yeah. And so I'd say a couple of things. One, let's zoom all the way out in terms of a couple of months ago, you were thinking, I'd like to be a speaker. <laughs> that was the extent of it. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a website, you've got a demo video, you're sort of reaching out to people and people are responding and you're on people's radar. Like you've come a long, long way in a short amount of time. And again, it, it, um, we still got a, a couple steps left to go to get to the ultimate goal of booking that paid gig, but we're, we're making significant progress. Uh, so the other thing I would say is, and I know we've talked about this, but always remember that this is a long-term game and this is a relationship business and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And so for all three of those people you emailed at this moment, you're, you're not much more than just an email to them. They, they don't have a, a lot of context of, of who you are. Right. Um, but you've started some type of conversation with them that now some of, you know, two, maybe three of the, all three of them will respond and say, I'll start reviewing speakers here. Awesome. Well, whenever that time comes, that gives you another, you've already got an in with them. So you've broken down that initial barrier and you're one step closer to being the person that they pick and, and having this process in place can sometimes take a while. It could take months. It could take years for, um, for some of these specific ones. There's one gig I remember in, in Oklahoma, I followed up with for five years and they all, she just kept booking other people. And I was like, cool. Do you mind if I touch base with you whenever you start reviewing speakers next year? Sure. Have at it. Keep. And eventually I don't know if I just wore her down or something, but she picked me. And so, uh, but I knew like each year I was like, oh, dang it. They didn't pick, but I know that they're going to pick someone next year and they're going to pick someone in the year after, and they're going to pick someone the year after. And so if I can stay top of mind, eventually I know that they, they may pick me. Um, and thankfully, like, you know, waiting, following up for five years is the exception and not the, the norm. Um, but again, you've got your foot in the door. The, the, what needs to happen now is having that system and working the system and following the system and not, I sent a couple of emails and I hope they pick me. I hope they think of me. And I just kind of sit back and I wait. We don't want to do that. So anybody that you talk to, you want to follow up with and you want to keep following up with them. Uh, until you reach a complete dead end. And so with all these, you've, you've, got, you've got continued openings at this point to, to, to follow up. So um, does that all make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, how, are you, how are you feeling at this point? Are you feeling, all right, I got three responses. I would have liked more. I would have liked to book something. Or what, what are you hoping for? Um, I'm, I'm good being patient now for like the next, I'd say a week or so. Because I... Mm-hmm. I I expect to get some more responses today and then throughout the rest of the week as people go through their email. Yeah. If they keep coming back as no's or yeah, I'll think about you in the future, I'm going to do my due diligence and follow up. But eventually that might start to get a little discouraging, especially because, you know, to get my 25 conferences, I did really have to scour the internet, you know, and mm-hmm. then are there more out there? Of course there's, there's more out there and that's, that could be a potential next thing for me to work on. Um, but as I kind of think forward, I'm really hoping to get something booked. I know a a big milestone for me, uh, potentially is about two months from now in January, there is the golf business show in Mm -hmm. Orlando. It's a, it's a big week long thing. Not only does the PJ of America hold their merchandise show, but the national golf course owners association is there. A bunch of other, everybody is in Orlando that week. And so I'm making plans to be there. It's not set in stone yet. Uh, I would love to, I'd love to already have my first gig booked before I go there. Mm-hmm. But if not, that could potentially be a really good networking opportunity. And if so, I definitely want to talk with you about how to set myself up for success. Should I go? Cool. 
And as a fellow golf fan, I want to go with you either way. Uh, I think that'd be, uh, I'm super intrigued by that, but that's, okay. a, that's a separate note. Um, okay. So I would say this, um, well, actually, before we get to homework, um, one thing we talked about on the last episode was uh, the potential job opportunity that is in the same field, but it also um, caused a, a, a somewhat of a sidetrack. Um, so anything new or what's the latest on that? Yeah, there's, there's nothing new with that. Uh, I'm in the waiting game still, uh, and I'm trying not to pester the organization mm-hmm. weekly for uh, answers, even though I, I want to. But um, I do expect, they've told me that I should hear from them by the end of the year. So in the next probably six weeks or so, letting me know if they want me to be a part of the organization and if so, in what capacity, whether it's closer to full-time or closer to part-time. And I do feel like that's only going to bolster me in my speaking endeavors. So, you know, if they come back to me and say, Hey, we'd love for you to be a part and, and do 15 hours a week and help our organization creating content, social media stuff, I'll probably come back to them and say, great. Can we, can you give me a title, you know, chief marketing officer or chief content officer and, and assuming that could happen, then, you know, I could even follow up potentially with people then saying, Hey, by the way, um, you know, I've been named CMO of yeah. such and such organization or something. Yep. So, yep. um, not only might that be a potential for me to have more billable hours and more income through that role, but I feel like if it happens in whatever capacity, it could bolster the speaking stuff too. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Okay. So I would say this, I would say next, next steps would be a couple things. One, is uh, following up with these, uh, these initial three responses and any other responses that, that come in. Um, I would wait um, uh, a week to week and a half on all of the ones that you have not heard from. And then I would follow back up with them. And again, the way that you would want to do that would be to reply to the initial email that you sent. Don't send a new email. Okay. Just reply to so it keeps the thread going. So basically, you're just acknowledging Hey, here's the email I sent you originally, uh, type thing. So that's, that's what you're going to, that's what you're going to do there. Um, and then the second thing that I would say would be, um, let's find some more leads. Uh, and I know that that's the part that requires a little bit of digging and mm-hmm. requires a little bit of searching. One of the things that we had talked about before that I know that you'd experience is it can take a little bit of time, but also you start to find like, uh, it gets a little bit easier as you've get a better feel of what you're looking for, but you can also start to pull on a thread and wow, all of a sudden here's these other opportunities that I didn't even know uh, existed, or I didn't even know that this was a, a market. So even before we were recording, we were talking about a, uh, a friend of mine who uh, is the executive director of the Tennessee Golf Association. And I know that, know that you had mentioned like, you know, I, I kind of looked into it, but wasn't fully aware of this. And like, you know, here's another um, organization and association around the subject of golf, you know, that could be a good fit. Um, so there's certainly more there that I think you can look into. Um, so let's add another 25 to the list. Um, let's contact them and I'm going to put a variation on it this time. When you contact these next 25, um, I would like for you to send a quick video, like one minute video. And all you need to do is do that via loom. Loom or Screencastify doesn't need to be um, uh, doesn't need to be some fancy camera shoot or anything like that. It's just you talking to the camera, right? Uh, have you used Loom at all? 
I know I've sent you one videos. I, yeah, I don't think I've ever made one, but I've, I've watched them for sure. Okay, so it's not overly complicated. And basically what you're saying is a, basically a lot of what you would already say in the email. Um, uh, hey, Brian uh, Grant here uh, from the Speaker Lab. I had just um, I come across your site. I saw that you're looking for, that you may be looking for speakers for your, your conference. I wanted just to take a quick second, personally reach out, uh, yada, yada, yada. Because that makes it a lot more personal. Because whenever you're sending mm -hmm. all this text, it feels like, I mean, I know he tweaked a little bit, but it also feels like maybe he is sending this to a bunch of people. But when I'd say your name on a video, you can't really copy and paste that. So it feels a lot more. And you also get a sense of like, here's the person on the other end of this. Uh, yeah. There's an actual, there's a human there. Um, so I'd like you to try that um, for these. Um, and so let's see if that, what kind of response that that gets as well. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So you want me to try that with my next 25? Yep. 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 Um, and again, it, it takes a second, um, takes a second to find, it takes a, a second to record. Um, but, uh, and Loom is a free tool. It's very, very simple. You hit a button, it'll count down, uh, you record, you hit stop. And like within a couple of seconds, it gives you a link and that's a link directly to that file. So you don't okay. have to download anything. You don't have to upload anything. It is dead simple from, from that perspective. So, okay. um, uh, again, takes an extra second, but the response level that you will get on the other end um, should be increased because it, it's a lot more customized and, and personalized to them. And how do you how do you reference that link in the email? Is it do you still put all the same wording in and then say, if you want to hear my my mouth speak these things that I just typed, <laughs> then surely there's a better way to say it than that. Yeah. So what a lot of times I would do is, um, uh, hey Brian. Uh, um, <coughs> Uh, hey Brian, I was trying to think here what an opening line would be. I wouldn't, nutshell would be, I would not put the full, the full text in there. Okay. What I typically do, um, Hey Brian, I saw that you have an upcoming, um, XYZ conference. I shot you a quick video about it and there's okay. the link and that's it. Cause again, put yourself on the recipients in of they're going, what's this about? You know? Um, and is this specifically to me? Um, so I, what you're trying to do there is create a, enough intrigue for them to click on the link. Okay. So you don't have to put the full, you don't even have to put a summary, um, just enough there that someone's like, I mean, I might as well click and see what it is. And you're keeping it short. It's like, it's less than a minute. Um, cause again, you're not trying to sell anything. What you're trying to do is just start a conversation with them. And then I'd obviously also want the link to my website in there because my speaking reel is on yeah. there. So I could either speak that in the video and, or have it in the text or in a signature or whatever. Yep. Yep. Totally. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other thing I would say is, especially as you're looking for these new leads, um, is you can look again, keep doing what you're doing in terms of just kind of digging for some potential associations or conferences, but I would also go back to some of these contacts that you already have and ask them who else do you think would be a fit? Who else do you think I should be talking to? What other, uh, and maybe it's not even like, like the course that you're involved with now, they may say, here's another association I have zero contacts with. I don't have anybody I can introduce you to, but here's an association that may be, that you may be worth checking into. So any contacts that you've got in the, the golf world that you can tie into, you can tap into those existing contacts um, for leads or for ideas would be a big win. Okay. Yeah. And I was going to ask you about that because I feel like my first set of 25, I was really looking for events and conferences. Mm -hmm. And if I came across an organization that didn't seem to have one, I kind of just went to the next one. Uh -huh. 
Um, but I, there's plenty of associations out there, I think, that may not have a conference or may not um, put it on their website, but they just might still be a good contact to have. They might be associated with people indirectly who do totally. have them. Totally. And so to that point, uh, two, two things. One is like you, you said, they may not put every event on the website. Um, so there may be some internal stuff that, man, it'd be great to have a, a speaker for. We actually look for a speaker, but it's not on their site. There's several conferences and events I've spoke at that you can't find any of their information. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have known that they existed. Um, so that would be one reason to go ahead and email them. The second reason is um, take this guy that responded who said he liked your video. He is, you mentioned, um, he was a contact for two different events, right? Mm-hmm. And you made the connection that he was involved in those two different events. But it's also possible that like you would have never made that connection. So for some of these people, they may not directly um, say anything on, they may not put on an event, but they're part of a committee or a group or an association or some other entity that is involved with putting on events that you could be a fit for. So to your point, they may know someone who uh, that you could be a good fit for and they can make some type of introduction or referral. So I would, yeah, I would still, um, now obviously you're tweaking the email to them a little bit because you're not, there's not a specific event you're referring to. Um, so in that situation, what I would ask is, um, asking them if they're involved in putting on any events, um, that, that brings in outside speakers. And a lot of times I like to use the phrasing outside speakers because they may be like, Oh yeah, yeah, we have speakers, but it's all of our, Hmm. you know, our, our internal team is who we're bringing in. That's not what I'm looking for. Right. Um, so anything where they bring in outside speakers is kind of the, the phrasing you will, you would want to use there. How do you feel about the terminology of asking something along the lines of, um, can you think of people who I should know? I know, uh, Tim Ferriss talked a lot in his mm-hmm. first book about that was a huge networking tool for him. Who should I know? Because it made, now I think a lot of those interactions were face to face, but it made people think like, oh, he, he thinks I'm valuable and I have valuable connections. Let me show him that by making introductions and stuff. Yeah. The, 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 the one caveat I would give on that is let's say that you came to me and said, Hey, I want to be, you know, I'm interested in in being a speaker. I don't know you from Adam, um, but you're asking, Hey, can you introduce me to some other speakers? If I go and introduce you to other speakers in my network, and let's say you turn out to be some crazy cuckoo, then mm-hmm. it reflects poorly on me. So I'm not going to take that risk mm-hmm. um, if I don't know you from Adam. So I wouldn't, I would not recommend like just cold emailing or cold contacting, contacting someone and Hey, who you got? Um, right. But your existing network who already know, like, and trust you. Absolutely. I would, I would say do that. And that's actually a good point because now that I think of it, what he would do before he asked that would he would spend 45 minutes just barraging these people with questions and not talking about himself at all and just uh-huh. keep asking and keep asking him and everybody loves to talk about themselves so that was that was his kind of hack for building trust with somebody and then he would say oh yeah hey you know who do you know okay yeah that's good advice so i that's kind of how i would uh, uh, approach those so um so homework would be to again go back to the original 25 um especially these these specific three that you got replies from uh and follow up with them uh, right away. Then the, uh, the other 22 that you haven't heard from, um, send wait, you know, another, uh, few days or another week or so, and then follow up with them again. And let's find a fresh 25 shoot videos and send to, to them. And knowing my time is limited, which I'm sure most people is mm-hmm. at this point, we're happy with the 
C plus website and C plus demo video, right? It, it works. Um, yeah. it, 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 because here's, here's what would suck. Okay. Would be, let's say, um, you're like, man, I, I, I spent $10,000 on my website, spent 5,000 on my video. Like they are top <laughs> of the line. Yeah. Um, but I'm also out $15,000 that I didn't have, uh, on marketing. Now your stuff looks great, but, um, I, I gotta, I, I gotta recoup that 15 pretty quick. Right. Um, yeah. but at this point you have a website and a demo video that you have spent a combined none dollars on, well, $5 on $5, yeah. $5. Right. Um, and so again, it's not, they're not the best site. It's not the best video, but it's good enough to get us going here. Right. Cause it's yep. we're version 1.0 and we will, uh, in the future you'll make version 2.0 and it'll be much better, both the site and the video. Um, but this is enough to get us going at this point. All right. How you feel? I'm, uh, I feel good. I'm like you're saying, when I, when I look back, I'm excited about the progress I made. It doesn't, and it's just been kind of incremental. So, mm -hmm. um, if, you know, back when we first started this, whenever that was two, two and a half months ago, uh, if you'd have told me this is where I would have got been, I would have been pretty happy about that because yeah. at the time I felt some trepidation that we weren't going to get here. So even though I don't have a gig yet, I still am feel great about being here. I'm not super excited about my homework because it is tedious, mm -hmm. but, uh, I also know that's, that's going to be how, how to make it rain. So. Yeah, indeed. And the, um, the other thing that we cannot control in all of this is timing. Cause you mentioned like, uh, the most conferences and events are reviewing speakers once a year. Right. And you mentioned there's several conferences and events that you've come across that are happening now that happened a few weeks ago. And yeah. so maybe let's say the majority of events happen in the fall and the majority of speakers are hired in, uh, you know, uh, early spring, late winter, early spring. Right. Uh, and so you are at the mercy of that timeline. Um, but what is good to know though, like we kind of touched on is once you figure out some of those and people are saying, yeah, touch back with me in February, touch back with me in, 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 in March. And you know, like I got a lot of those events that I'm going to be following up with then great. That's awesome. Cause now we've got a few of those lined up. Um, and so that's the piece that you, you can't necessarily control because let's say that you are trying to, um, you were just interested in like one-on-one -on -one or like consulting for some of these golf courses, right? Uh, consulting, they could hire you at any point at any time that they're looking for a consultant, but hiring a speaker for a specific event, there's a lot of other variables that are outside of your control uh, that have to happen in order for them to hire you. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's the thing that we, we also just have to be patient with and, and recognize that that, that part of the timeline is outside of our hands. Okay. Cool. cool. Now that sounds good. And we've been keeping most of these conversations on the mic. Um, mm -hmm. We've been telling people that too, so they can hear all of it. Yep. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't email those people back right away. Yep. Uh, so what I'm hoping happens, I'm hoping I get an email here in the next week with somebody saying, Oh, I am interested. Uh, what's your fee? <laughs> um, and so at that point, uh, full disclosure, I will not be waiting. I will, whether we have to jump on the mics or not, I will be coming to you for help. Okay. With that, so we'll have to figure out how we're going to record it, but we'll figure it out. Um, okay. and so, uh, yes, this is all like, uh, wait till we talk again. But <laughs> those, uh, like those things, now that we're starting to talk to people, speed yeah. is of the essence. So okay. I want to get back with people as soon as possible. Sounds good. All right, man. All right. You got some homework ahead. All right. Talk soon.
All right, there you go. Hope you enjoyed part six of this eight-part series. We've got two more weeks left. You're not going to want to miss them. They are, uh, they're, they're, they're good, they're really good. So uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. We always enjoy having you here with us today. Like I said, don't forget to subscribe. And if you are interested in having the Speaker Lab team help you with your speaking business, go to thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Again, that is thespeakerlab.com slash apply. There you can schedule for a one-on-one strategy session with our team. And uh, we'd love to have a conversation with you. All right, so again, that's over at thespeakerlab.com slash apply. Thanks for hanging out with us, my friends. We'll catch you next time. You're awesome.